Hello, and welcome to French Tech News with Chris O'Brien and Ethan Pierce, a podcast and clubhouse series highlighting important stories in the world of France's startups, its entrepreneurs, investors, and ecosystem leaders. Please join us on Monday and Thursday evenings Paris time on Clubhouse and regularly during the week as we publish those events and other exclusive interviews to this podcast. Today, we have a Clubhouse discussion with Mark Menesse, entrepreneur and investor founder of Venture Studio Founders Future on their recent $50 million fundraise and helping founders build great companies, as well as Sarah Diane Eck on the recent acquisition of her blockchain-powered rewards app Surprise by e-commerce reviews platform Skeepers. So anyways, I think I think while Chris gets reconnected, Mark, he was just asking basically just you know, kind of give us an idea of who you are as, as an entrepreneur, and then we'll walk into the, the, the story with what you're doing now with uh, Founders Future. And uh, then when Chris gets back on, we can, he can ask the, his next question. Yeah, yeah, very happy to do that. So basically, uh, I started in tech in a company called Kelku uh, at the time beginning of 2000, of 2000 and then I uh, created a bunch of, uh, of companies. Last company I co-founded is a company called Epi3 with a Y, which is basically happens to be a kind of Deliveroo or Uber Eats, but for independent uh, grocery store. Uh, that was back in 2006, end of 2016. And uh, I started to invest uh, as an angel in 2005, did my first investment. Uh, and uh, in 2018, what I, what I thought it was, a, I thought it was, a, I had some frustration about investing uh, specifically on the fact that I wanted to invest more money. I wanted to spend more time with entrepreneurs, uh, trying to share uh, uh, my knowledge and, uh, and, uh, and also back more uh, great entrepreneurs. And uh, this is what I've done for Founders Future, which uh, at the beginning was structured as a kind of family office. And uh, in several months, I opened uh, this vehicle to other entrepreneurs. Uh, so I gathered together a community of about 30 uh, families and entrepreneurs. And uh, basically what we bring uh, uh, in, the, in the ecosystem is a, a 60 million uh, euro fund. Uh, uh, it's operational support around uh, product, uh, business development, and uh, talent, specifically talent acquisition. And we do it, uh, we do it uh, on SaaS marketplace, and direct-to-consumer brand in Europe. Mark, so tell us then a little bit about your your most recent news in terms of uh, the latest funding and where that's going to take you guys. Yeah, so so what we what we have observed, like in the last, I would say, 24 to 36 months, it's basically that the new generation of entrepreneur who wants to launch a business really wants to do it in a more respectful way. I think uh, they got uh, inspired by all the Patagonia or even Tesla of the world, trying to, uh, to, 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 to create a product, but in a very uh, uh, more respectful way ever uh, in terms of uh, uh, being environmentally friendly, being more socially friendly. And, uh, and we thought it was uh, like a very uh, uh, nice sense of doing business, especially when you are an entrepreneur. It's important to, uh, I would say, try to move the lines uh, uh, with uh, gathering people together for a project uh, to, consu- to consumer whatever, or even a, a client if you are in B2B. And so we saw a drastic change in the deal flow. I, I mean, this, uh, those uh, last uh, 24 to 36 months. We, 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 we started to invest in some company based uh, uh, really trying to, 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 to change the, 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 the rules in the food transition. 
so this is how we happen. It happens that uh, we we became uh, uh, investor in companies like Yuka, uh, like uh, Last Wash, which is an organic uh, online supermarket, uh, and uh, with uh, Joe J H O, which is a feminine hygiene uh, uh, based on subscription online, uh, or even Zenride, which is doing like. Uh, uh, electric uh, bicycle uh, leasing for a large corporation. So, and people uh, used to used to come to see us to say, "Hey, I I want the best. Uh, I I want the best uh, investor I, I, for sure. I, I would like uh, to have a, a, an impact investor because what I do is impact. But also, I want to have someone who can bring operational support. So we were not necessarily." I mean, uh, displaying the fact that we were doing impact investing, but through the month and the years, I think we attracted uh, this new generation of entrepreneurs who doesn't want to uh, to do some business in opposition with impact. And I think this is the the, the drastic change. Uh, if I have to mention one in the last twenty four months, is like if you take like the impact investing in uh, in the year two thousand or even beginning of two thousand ten. It was mostly entrepreneur uh, coming from uh, uh, CSR economy, I would say. And now uh, we, we, we face like uh, uh, this real uh, new generation who wants to have a, 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 an, imp an important impact and real create a, really create a category leader. So this is what we've done. We, we added like another vehicle of 50 million euro uh, uh, to our first vehicle, which will do seed investments. Mostly seed investment in mirror of uh, uh, what we've done in the first vehicle. So that would be still the food transition, but more on the production model. So that we will, for example, invest in vertical farming. We would invest in protein substitute. We would invest in uh, in uh, uh, direct to consumer brand, uh, organic or uh, or a local uh, consumer brand. Also, we will invest. We will invest in packaging because we we do invest a lot in e-commerce. And I think one of the, I would say, the bad karma of e-commerce is a uh, is a packaging and shipping. Uh, so we need to find a new way of uh, bringing a more sustainable offer to the to the consumer that will be biomaterial for packaging, reusable packaging, uh, whatever it's uh, uh, for food or non-food. Uh, Obviously, uh, last mile delivery. We would go on everything around circular economy because I think everyone in this room agree on the fact that a lot of things exist, and uh, and basically tech is a fantastic enabler uh, to uh, leverage what what already exists. We have seen tremendous uh, uh, success around circular economy. I would mention uh, uh, Phoenix, Too Good to Go, Back Markets. And uh, and uh, which are for me a, a fantastic example of how uh, technology can be leveraged uh, around the circular economy. And, and last one is a uh, is a uh, health, where we have already uh, started to invest. I think about the company called Ezra in our portfolio, New York based, which is doing uh, some AI uh, on the uh, uh, MRI to detect lesion, uh, um, cancer lesion. Or 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 Epicure, which is a, a company which is out of our studio, which is a dietary supplement, uh, personalized dietary, personalized dietary supplement business. So this is uh, what we're gonna do. We hired a team of three people, which is uh, led which is led by Sarah Korn, who's coming uh, who's coming from Ulule, the crowdfunding platform. And before she was working with Jacques Atelier, 
at Positive Planet, which is the the, the NGO uh, created by Jack Attali. And, uh, and and we gather together a bunch of incredible entrepreneurs uh, 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 to uh, sustain uh, and, and to fund uh, this uh, this new generation. And and I think the next big thing about uh, the decade uh, the decade coming. Mark, just to pick back up on your description of of your work there, you know, I have to imagine. Uh, certainly, we see in France the tech is good or tech for good theme being a very uh, important one uh, in the last couple of years. At the same time, you know, it's one thing to have good intentions and it's another thing to actually not just have impact, but create a business around these things that are worth investing in. So I have to imagine for you as the investor, especially if you're looking at seed stage companies, this has to be quite a challenge to really spot ones that are Serious. I mean, at that stage, I would think many of these are just kind of uh, a little more than ideas or concepts or, or the very beginnings of a product. So how do you as an investor go about evaluating those kind of investments? And, and is it a pretty different you know, methodology compared to, say, a traditional you know, VC approach? Uh, it's a very good question. Thanks, Chris, because it's actually a what we claim and our business model is basically to we aim to create category leader if we if we say that we aim to create category leader it means that we will only invest in a, i would say company who have a a, a, a big addressable market with a with a clear economical equation and and we already did i mean and 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 i'm sure today uh, uh, you can have uh, you can have uh, all these components into a business model, uh, 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 including uh, having some impact. So this is the the whole thing about not uh, making uh, uh, I mean not making the business opposite to having impact. I think if I take an example, for example, that a company we preceded called La Fourche, equivalent to a Thrive Market in the U.S. What we are very proud today is that uh, we have brought. Uh, an offer uh, in the organic food space, online organic food space, which happens to have some impacts at two levels. The first level is actually we bring uh, like uh, we have a sustainable business model because it's based it's based on subscription. So a consumer will pay a monthly subscription to to have access uh, to about three thousand products, uh, which are uh, at the best organic products. Uh, food organic product at the best price. Uh, we we launched actually several weeks ago uh, the EcoScore, which is the, uh, the the ratings of uh, how much uh, CO2 emission has the the product has generated. But on top of that, and what exactly for me is the the most important in La Fourche, is that we're bringing uh, 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 organic food uh, in uh, families who cannot afford at the beginning who who doesn't have a chance to afford it in a way that the, most of the, our clients were basically uh, going to the supermarket to uh, buy a first price uh, private label from a supermarket, which happens to be not a good quality and create a, and create a lot of, uh, uh, I would say, uh, I would say um, uh, bad, uh, I would say bad um, consequences for health. And uh, and today those families doesn't consume. I mean, for m- most of the case, doesn't consume any more first price 
private label from a supermarket, but organic, uh, non-industrial food. So, so this is a great example of how uh, you create first a business model, which is absolutely, absolutely stunning because uh, people pay a, a subscription. They have access to a, a great prices and great product. Uh, and it's not something dedicated to very Parisian people uh, who basically have access to organic and maybe earn a, a little bit more money than uh, 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 people outside Paris, but, but mostly for families who at the beginning was not, were not able to, uh, to afford, uh, uh, to afford um, um, uh, those kind of products. The second example I would like to mention is Zenride, because Zenride for me, it's a great example of bringing uh, 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 electric uh, bicycle to, uh, to, uh, to, to, to workers, basically, and to people uh, working in large corporations. So basically, large corporations usually offer uh, a side uh, job contract and a job offer like a, a company car, which doesn't make sense when you live in, uh, I would say, in central city, and uh, especially in Paris, uh, where we have a mayor who... Uh, who push hard on creating bicycle uh, uh, lane uh, everywhere in Paris. So this company is bringing to large corporation a kind of full package between the bike, the electric bike, the insurance, and uh, the, the financing of, uh, of the bike. And I think this is great because you, you are in the middle of, uh, uh, of the future of work, which is basically... Uh, uh, trying to bring a benefits, uh, uh, a good benefit to uh, to an employee, and on the other hand, uh, probably some employee uh, getting rid of a scooter or, or every or car actually uh, uh, with a with a, with an electric bicycle. So to end up, so those two examples shows how you can bring a very solid business model with a huge addressable market. And, uh, and create a category leader. So this, I think, and I hope, we will be able to replicate uh, 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 this kind of way, new way to do business. And, and so following those two examples, Mark, did, you, did the founders essentially have those concepts pretty well uh, thought out and designed? Or what is your role? Do you come in and then help them really refine what those companies could be? So it's very interesting what you say, because in, in those two cases, I would say that those companies and entrepreneurs were, were kind of, uh, I would say, impact native. So they came with an idea to create a business which is specifically respectful to a certain industry. One uh, example was in the food industry. The other one was in the mobility industry. Um, what I think is very important, and this is how also uh, Sarah, who joined my team, is not like only an impact partner, only dedicated to, to this new fund, but I wanted her to be transversal to every uh, company of our portfolio, is that what I think is that the impact, uh, 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 the, impact um, the future of the impact is, is really uh, uh, linked to two big things, which the first one is the consumer, and the second one is the employee. The consumer wants to consume more respectfully. The employee wants to work in a company that is taking care of, produce, uh, of producing uh, more respectfully. So I think that everything will, uh, will converge and lead to a certain point where every company will need to integrate a way to create it or to produce 
better than the than the than the competition. And 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 really, I'm, I'm honest with that. I mean, in the future, I think companies who integrated natively or or even after they launch, uh, but uh, in a very genuine uh, way and not greenwashing like when we can see sometime. So in a genuine way, genuine way uh, 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 to better produce, uh, uh, having less uh, CO2, uh, uh, CO2 emission, uh, having a governance which is more uh, balanced, uh, 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 having all kind of things which are going in the right way will be way more valued than any other company. So our role uh, as, a, as a seed investor is to try to, to, I would say, or increase the quality of the impact, uh, I would say, uh, impact uh, trajectory in the company, in companies who, which are natively uh, impact, or to take like regular company and trying to bring them on a more uh, respectful model. Thanks, Mark. For those that have just joined us, I wanted to just uh, um, reintroduce. This is our twice-weekly Clubhouse Roundup, highlighting important stories in the world of France's startups, its entrepreneurs, investors, and ecosystem leaders. If you have a question for Mark and coming up with Sarah Diane as well, please do raise your hand. We will get you in line and ask those questions as we can. Be sure to follow Mark and Sarah Diane, and Chris and I, if you get a chance. Hands have raised now, so I will look through those, and we will uh, get to them here in a second. You have, again, a, a wide range of areas where you are potentially working with entrepreneurs. How does your deal flow work? How do these entrepreneurs find you? How do you find them? And, and how do you decide what really makes a good fit in terms of your mission? So our deal flow, I would say, is divided in three. I would say one third is people contacted me because they know that I'm a business angel. So it's more like, I would say, a word of mouth. The second third is like all the partnership we have with co-investor, schools, incubator. Uh, so I would say the whole ecosystem. And the other third is uh, what we do uh, with our own intelligence. And uh, we do scout a lot. And we basically, uh, when we have a strong entrepreneurial conviction, we like to map. We like to talk to a lot of different uh, third, um, uh, entrepreneurs and third party. And so uh, it, it happens that more and more we do, uh, we do invest this way because we think, uh, we think it's a great way uh, uh, to find exactly the right uh, uh, company, right uh, uh, found, founders, uh, team, and, and uh, on our sweet spot. Once we said that, it's a very volumic, I would say, deal flow. We, need, we have created the kind of matrix, which is basically based on, on the stage of the company, uh, uh, the model of the company, because we do only, and it's already a large uh, SaaS, marketplace and platforms and direct-to-consumer brand. And based on our uh, the transition, uh, we, 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 we like to, uh, to invest. So again, uh, I would say the, 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 in the first vehicle, the transition was the future of food, the future of finance and insurance, uh, the future of health, um, and the future of work. So we added several, I would say, uh, with this new envelope, we added several uh, especially around mobility uh, uh, packaging, but food is, was already there. And so uh, uh, we have this first, I would say, uh, filter from the matrix. And after we, 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 we you know, uh, we, are, I'm, we are one of the very few, I would say, mega angel structure or 
uh, investment structure, which is basically basing the assessments on a very operational way to, uh, to assess. Why? It's because I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, I'm still operational in some of the businesses I run. So when I, put, when I, I, I just uh, put my eyes uh, on the founding team uh, on the business, I like to see uh, 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 the execution. I like to talk about very operational stuff that will be SEO, that will be product, that will be CRM, that will be very, uh, uh, I would say, uh, very uh, operational focus items. And, and then I, I like to see what is the business model or more financial driven, uh, I would say, um, more financial driven assessment. So this, this, is, uh, this is why it happens. I mean, uh, and I'm very happy that we, we, have, uh, we have funded great, uh, uh, great success. We were talking about Yuka, but we can also talk about Lydia. We can talk about uh, BNX in, in Spain, uh, Ezra in the US, and uh, uh, Bonsoir in France. On, uh, so a so, lot, lot of great companies, and, and, and I'm, I'm sure there, there will be still uh, like a lot. For anyone join us on stage with a question, I'll just remind everyone with the Clubhouse disclaimer that we are recording this room for a next podcast episode, and they ask us to remind everybody of that. So to our first question, Caroline, uh, welcome to the stage, and go ahead. Oh, hi, everyone. Um, so Caroline, I'm based in New York City, uh, very close to the French tech uh, here in New York City, but in France as well. Um, I have a question. Um, we, I know back markets uh, very well. I know Lydia, I know uh, Yuka, of course, and Too Good To Go, Tekken. Um, it feels like, um, I don't know, from my French perspective, it feels like French entrepreneurs have uh, some kind of a, a competitive advantage in the circular economy and the future of everything and tech for good and, every, and that kind of a, a, a market. Uh, do you feel it uh, that way when it comes to uh, become really global? Do you think that they have what it takes to uh, to take it to uh, on the other side of the pond, you know, like New York and elsewhere? And my second question is, um, do you work or do you consider this uh, B-Lab, B-Corp uh, labels? Um, do, you, do you think it's something that is coming um, in France or not at all? So thanks for the question, uh, Caroline. So on the, on, the, on the first question is, is the ability uh, of French entrepreneurs uh, to cross the Atlantic and, and launch a business uh, and launch a business in the US. I, 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 think, I think we have, we have great successes. Uh, I mean, who, who basically started in France and, uh, and uh, have great, tremendous success in the US. Uh, you were talking about back market, but I can also talk about the company. Uh, I I I it at the beginning of the company called Tids. Uh, today at Tids, uh, in, in the ad tech space, uh, US is from far our first country. And uh, and, and why? It's because at some at some point, like you have a founder of a company of a European company, a French company. Who decided to leave the country and set up uh, and set up in the U.S. with two major, I think, two major uh, key factors success is having a hybrid team between American guy, American people, and uh, and, uh, and, and 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 French uh, uh, and the French entrepreneur, the French original team of the business, and um, and the second thing 
you say that you, you need to adapt a little bit uh, the business model in order to adapt eventually the business model and the product, you need to have a community of American investor and uh, or advisor because if you go in the US with a, with a purely uh, French centric company, there is no chance uh, no chance you're gonna you're gonna succeed in the US. Uh, I'm a bit you know some of the VC always say oh if you go in the US you gotta raise you gotta raise like 50 100 million to go in the US. I don't think it's true. Uh, even though the competition is very high, I see uh, uh, a lot of different companies setting up with a pretty small amount in the US to kind of test and learn. And once they have a under good understanding of the market, they usually raise uh, some money from American investor and then uh, they raise a lot of money. But at the beginning, I saw a lot of people not setting up necessarily in New York. Uh, uh, I saw some people uh, setting up in Boston, in Philadelphia, in probably uh, cities when you have good talent but uh, a little bit uh, less expensive than New York. Uh, and, and after, obviously, they raised, uh, they raised uh, a significant amount. So, and I have several uh, uh, examples in mind. What would be uh, uh, the marketplace uh, uh, software called Miracle, which at the beginning, when uh, Adrien set up, he left France. So he left his, he left his co-founder in Paris. He left for Boston. He set up the company with, I would say, eight to 10 people at the beginning. And then uh, he raised with uh, Anglo-Saxon uh, Anglo-Saxon um, uh, VC. That is still so, a mystery. Why Miracle is in Boston? Actually, um, uh, Boston <laughs> is a very uh, for software. I know, I know. Well. Yeah, you know that. But for the people listening uh, around the table, I mean, Boston is a is a real incredible uh, uh, city for uh, engineering knowledge huh, because of the of the MIT and, and the schooling around, and also for it was it was last. It's been decades. Like Boston is a uh, is the software uh, maker in the US, but I'm sure uh, uh, I'm sure that uh, Ethan and Chris can talk way more uh, about uh, Boston legacy on software than me. Uh, yeah, the interesting joke, thing about Boston <laughs> is that it's actually the, the college and university capital of the US. So uh, everybody talks about Stanford and its proximity and, and potentially it's, it's, its reason why Silicon Valley uh, is so important. Uh, but the reality is also that, that, that um, the sheer brain power that is in Boston, at least around the university space, um, a lot of that then spreads out in the U.S. for 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 other industries. But um, you do see a ton of biotech and deep tech and AI and, and really cool stuff going on uh, for for people that stay uh, in the Boston area that that ended up having you know a PhD or two PhDs, you know, three depending on how much time they had. Uh, it's a pretty smart town, so there's a lot of tech there, but it's not always sexy tech that that gets seen uh, in quite the same way. Well, I, I think it has to do also with the fact that it, you don't need anymore to be where the VCs are to actually, you know, um, set up uh, your company. And Especially in 2020 and 2021. Exactly. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. That's why you see all those moves. And we discussed that with Chris the other day, but those moves uh, of entrepreneurs to Miami, Raleigh, um, Houston, everywhere, really. And and the second question, Caroline, you had for me is around B Corp. I think uh, yeah. uh, 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 B Corp is is really an outstanding uh, way to uh, to assess uh, your impact. It's a very operational. So I don't think I, I'm not talking about the B Corp. Uh, um, I would say uh, uh, a status you want to display, for example, to your consumer. I'm first saying why you would do B Corp. B Corp is a great. Ex great way to assess your business 
to do product management inside your team to say, hey, guys, we're going to assess our company, assess the way we operate and having a kind of stamp uh, and, uh, and notation about how we do. So I think this is great. What, what, what I'm a bit frustrated in, into B Corp, first, it takes a lot of time to get it. It's like probably a one-year process minimum, one year to 18-month process. So now, because a lot of people want to become B Corp, so, so it, 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 it takes a long, very long time. The second thing is that it takes a picture at, at, at a certain time of the company. And if you, 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 you get, I mean, it, it doesn't follow uh, uh, literally through the month all the uh, all uh, how you increase and you get better in uh, all, all those kind of things. So, so this is why, for example, we invested uh, at Founders Future. We we invested in a company called Zay in France, Z E I, which is basically a SaaS, super collaborative SaaS, which is basically helping um, a company to uh, assess. Uh, every time they do uh, something, I says how much impact it has, so you can uh, follow what I was talking uh, uh, what I was talking about before. You can follow uh, the impact trajectory of the business. So you will not only take a picture to assess how impactful you are, but you would also uh, 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 follow uh, 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 how much uh, contribution and how much impact all uh, the decision uh, you do in the company have. Uh, uh, on the product, on the business, and everything. So, so I think B Corp is great, uh, and uh, it's just the beginning. Fantastic. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Thank you so much. So, I'd like to bring Sarah Diana up. Well, she's already up on stage, but to have her introduce herself. A blockchain powerhouse in the ecosystem in France, and some really interesting, cool, good news uh, from this past week that I'd love her to share with us. Uh, I also saw that uh, Olivier is in the audience, or actually he might be gone now to keep popped out. Uh, I'm sure he appreciated the Teeds uh, shout out, the, the co-founder of Teeds there. Thanks, Mark, for all that. Please do stick around. We might have another question or two pop up, but in any case, if you have anything else you want to join in. But I wanted to give Sarah Diane a chance to share with us about uh, her journey and surprise. Yes, thank you, Ethan. So um, as you just said, I'm happy to announce that um, we, our, our company uh, has been acquired by uh, the group Skippers last week. Um, so it has been announced last week uh, following uh, months and months uh, of discussions. I'm very happy about uh, this, uh, this acquisition and, and also partnership because it means a lot for the, the tech ecosystem in France. So just a, a quick word about um, Skippers for you to understand uh, what, um, what uh, this, uh, this uh, move means. Uh, Skippers is a, a group um, that has been founded in uh, two, 2012. Uh, maybe you know um, it's a new group, actually, because it's a fusion between several actors, including Avi Verifié, or Net Reviews uh, in English, um, which is a group uh, working in the, the customer's review, uh, actually uh, handling uh, tons of uh, review per year. Uh, it's uh, hundreds of millions uh, uh, asking for reviews uh, every year. Uh, and it means a lot because um, uh, we, are, we have started to build a blockchain uh, protocol uh, called Sandblock. Uh, starting working on it since uh, 2000, 2000 and, uh, 
2017. Uh, and then we have built the first app uh, in, this, um, in this blockchain, which, which is called Surprise, specialized in rewards for uh, customer engagement. So uh, the, the reason why uh, I'm um, uh, very happy about uh, about this deal. It's a big signal for the tech ecosystem because what we have built is basically uh, a good uh, tech stack in terms of uh, cryptography and blockchain. Um, we are a team uh, composed only of engineers uh, and developers. Uh, we didn't have um, uh, um, scale in terms of uh, in terms of, of business, so we really are the the, the rocket and skippers is, is the launchpad, uh, and we are happy to contribute um, to uh, to build the this new um, economy we are entering, which is the economy of trust, uh, and this is really something that connected us uh, uh, even in our very first meetings uh, with the. the the Skipper Group, uh, because this decade of trust we are entering, we, we are seeing it everywhere in the world. Uh, I'm sure you, you already watch uh, uh, the, the uh, dystopic in the news, uh, but just look at Google, Facebook, they, they are scrutinized for what they do with the data they have, uh, and uh, especially what they have done wrong. Uh, so our vision for the project is that, um, uh, we are committed uh, to uh, transparency, authenticity, and security rega regarding the data we gather and also the data we, we generate. Uh, and blockchain today is the best techno to build trust in any system. So um, it's really a match made, uh, made in heaven. And uh, I'm really thrilled to, to see uh, the, the future we are building uh, in terms of uh, uh, of developments of this application, but also for this protocol that we have started to to build uh, in, two, uh, in for four four years now, uh, and um, I need to mention that this protocol will uh, stay independent uh, and open source. It's, it's fantastic to see that um, one of the leaders in the space around online um, reviews for products and, and services is embracing a blockchain solution for for you know trust authorities. Um, so this is this is so exciting, and, and I can think, gosh, what was it? Three years ago, we were sitting there having a having a coffee, talking about Sandblock, and and here exactly. you are um, um, with this acquisition and and super cool things happening. Absolutely brilliant. I think Chris had a question. Well, yes. Yeah, so congratulations there, Dan. It's, it's an amazing story. So now what happens next? Are you all continuing with the company uh, and continuing to develop it with uh, skippers or do you remain independent and you're going to focus on the protocol and, and now doing something else with that? Yes, so that's a very good question. So um, I will continue to, uh, to develop uh, the, the, the app Surprise. Uh, which is uh, what I've done uh, the, the past uh, the past years, and of course I will uh, supervise the, the the development of the foundation. So now we are restructuring the protocol into a foundation, uh, which will have also an, an independent board that I am building uh, currently. So my uh, my focus right now is to find uh, the good people to uh, and also cooperation uh, to be part of this uh, this new protocol. Um, 
but the you know the the, the legal structure between the, the two of them are um, are very um, uh, separated um, uh, to different uh, structures and um, it it means a lot in terms of uh, potential development so um, i will stay involved uh, in the in the two of them not with the same uh, role as you can guess but uh, i will uh, of course uh, um, be uh, very motivated to uh, continue to develop uh, the two of them. Well, yes, uh, Sarah Diana, back to this, the, the deal then. I'm wondering if you can say a little bit more about how it came apart. Did they, uh, I understand that they're based in Marseille. Um, did they find you and, and come to you and raise this uh, proposal? Or have you been getting a lot of uh, inquiries from potential companies that might want to buy you? Sure. Um, so actually, it's quite uh, uh, funny because um, how the thing started, uh, I received uh, uh, an email message, uh, sorry, a LinkedIn message uh, from the, the CIO of uh, Avi Verifié, telling me that uh, he was interesting to know what uh, uh, we were doing about blockchain and so on. And um, when we published our first white paper about Sandblock, the, the, the name of the token we used was uh, was satisfaction token and used for uh, loyalty, but also um, uh, all the metrics about uh, satisfaction and uh, and reviews in general. I was quite uh, reluctant to uh, to start this discussion because uh, if some of you work in the blockchain industry, uh, you know that in the past years um, they. Uh, um, there was a lot of noise and uh, solicitation to talk about this uh, kind of new technology. And uh, I talk a lot about, uh, about that. And sometimes it's very time consuming and not uh, business <laughs> effective. So, um, but uh, I started uh, the discussion with them and I, uh, from the start, uh, understood uh, that he has a, a vision that was very close to the, the one I have uh, in terms of um, uh, the, the how an eco ecosystem uh, with the blockchain technology should be built uh, and also in terms of um, the vision of decentralization, which is uh, something that was uh, really amazing. So this was back in June. Uh, we started this discussion, uh, finding a way uh, about uh, how we could collaborate uh, through the same technology. And it appears that um, to uh, scale uh, the, the application of this protocol that we were building through Surprise, uh, it, uh, it was really efficient and the, the, the good way to directly use Surprise and include all the, the existing clients of uh, NetReviews within uh, Surprise. So this is uh, how things uh, thing started. Then, uh, since we are, um, since the asset that we have is a technological asset, we went through a, a really deep uh, techno technical due, due diligence so, uh, with uh, specialized firms in uh, in blockchain, and this was very interesting to uh, also understand. Um, how those kind of technologies could be uh, reviews, uh, reviewed, um, especially because uh, we never raised uh, funds through uh, VC capital, so uh, we never went through this, uh, you know, deep uh, uh, 
uh, tech anal analysis. Uh, and I was uh, really happy to, to knew that, uh, to, that we have built a good technology. We have a Daniel that's jumped on stage. Did you have a question, Daniel? Yes, so um, I run a company which uh, we are involved with uh, interactive 3D visualization and augmented reality, virtual triumph for the uh, next generation of e-commerce. And we have got uh, tons of interest from uh, French companies lately. My question would be, uh, how is e-commerce market developing in France? and especially from the technological side. Sorry, uh, Daniel, I didn't get the first part of the question. I mean, I understood you wanted to know about the e-commerce ecosystem in France, but, but I didn't get the, the, the first part. Can you repeat? Yes, so, so um, we, we are building solutions where you can uh, replace your static uh, 2D images into interactive 3D objects. And then you can place out furniture directly from your phone, uh, directly from a web shop. Okay. Okay. in your home and this is what i'm trying to say the trends uh, with these technologies in france because we're getting overwhelmingly a lot of requests from companies from uh, france in particular uh, uh i mean i mean there is a lot of interest from french i would say uh, uh e-commerce business around furniture and and the and uh, home decor for uh kind of all the vr uh, or augmented reality uh, uh, type of uh, software. So, so I'm sure, and you have also a lot of brands, you know, uh, uh, which are uh, headquartered in France. I mean, I'm talking about uh, furniture or, or home decor brands. So where, where are you based, excuse me, Daniel? Uh, Stockholm, Sweden. Stockholm, Urmordu. Um, uh, perfect. <laughs> So, so no, no, for sure. I mean, it's it's always like in Scandinavia, you have amazing product, amazing technology, and you usually do your business uh, in, uh, I would say, uh, uh, Germany, uh, France, uh, UK, uh, to mention the biggest uh, the biggest uh, country in Europe. So, so the ecosystem is really developed. I'm sure you could find a you could find a lot of the different clients coming from uh, La Redoute to uh, Ligne Rose to every kind of uh, of uh, of brands and retailer, uh, and, and uh, if I was you, I would definitely spend some biz dev resources and time uh, in France because it's a it's a great addressable market. We look at some of the the, the mega sites of e-commerce, um, at least in France, with C Discount, La Redoute. Uh, you know, Amazon has a significant uh, stronghold here, but there's also a lot of embedded players that are that are French. They may or may not have have had big success. Uh, pushing out into the rest of Europe, but they're very important, Daniel, to the French e-commerce ecosystem. You also have things like Vent Privé, which is huge. So I think that you've got some big ones like that to look at. Um, like Mark mentioned, you've got some a lot of high-end furniture brands. You've got the entire luxury industry, which is, you know, a big, has LVMH has a big interest in, in innovation as well, um, does a lot in that space. So there's probably a lot of things there to look at that would that would be useful. So I would say, yeah, it's, it's an amazing ecosystem in terms of e-commerce. Not all of that e-commerce has, has spread out into Europe, so those brands might not be known, but there is huge stuff here. And, and yeah, I think the luxury business, if nothing else, is, is, is a massive one to realize you know, any kind of immersive technologies where you can experience the product better are going to pay off for those kind of uh, brands. Now that's uh, super good insights. Yeah, we're definitely going to keep on pushing to 
French market then and um, maybe set up an office actually in the fall. We'll see. Keep pushing, Daniel. Keep pushing. Thank you. I will. Don't That's hesitate awesome. to call us if you need advice. I don't see any more hands raised. So if there's not another question there, I'm happy to, to wrap up with, with both Mark and Sarah Diane. Chris might have something that he wants to add there. Chris? No, I just wanted to thank both of you guys for being with us. I think, you know, it's, it's, it's great to hear sort of two different ends of that journey from, you know, the seed early stage to, to the exit stage. I think uh, every, I know everyone was really excited to, to see that exit last week, Sarah, Diane. And, you know, I think especially that's such a big topic here in France, I think developing that kind of reflex, reflex and uh, uh, competence to really see those deals, both kind of later stage and early stage and seeing the ones that make sense and, and also just having the experience that then can be shared back into the ecosystem. Because the other thing I hear a lot from talking to founders who go through this is that they they feel very alone. There aren't a lot of people that they can reach out to uh, for advice or just to, to get the sense of the experience because we, we're only just beginning to see a larger number of those. So I think, you know, the more of those we see, the, the stronger they get over time. I would just love to thank Mark and Sarah Diane for joining us and sharing with us uh, their insight, their success, all of this good feelings about entrepreneurship and French tech. Bravo to both of you. And thanks for being with us. Thank you for receiving us. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, thanks, Sarah Diane. Thank you very much, Isan. Thank you, Chris. And thank We're you, Mark. Serving. Want more news and stories from France's incredible innovation ecosystem and its entrepreneurs? Subscribe to the French Tech News with Chris and Ethan on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and switch on notifications to be informed of new episodes as soon as they are released. You can connect with Chris and me on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Clubhouse. I am at Ethan Pierce, that's E-T-H-A-N-P-I-E-R-S-E, and Chris O'Brien is at O'Brien, O-B-R-I-E-N. Let us know if there are guests that you would like to see on the interview podcast or Clubhouse, as well as any stories that we should take a look at. As always, thank you for listening and see you next time.